to Trash Talk. Uh, this week on Trash Talk, Crystal steps in for Marcy Treadlong and speaks with Michelle Yu from the Junior Chamber International Taiping Shan to tell us a little bit more about their medicine collection program, which aims to reduce water and soil pollution from medicine and antibiotics. Good morning, Trash Talk listeners. Here on Trash Talk, we talk about trash and how to deal with waste and trash in the best ways possible. We've talked about plastics, metal, pots and pans, clothes, etc., etc. But what about the expired or unused medicine in our medicine boxes? Maybe it was the cold medicine from the time you got the flu, or it could be the paracetamol in your purse for longer than you'd like to admit. So what should we do with them? Here to tell us more about the safe disposal of unused medicine is Michelle Yu from the Junior Chamber International Taiping Shan, who is currently running a program of unused medicine collection. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, hello everyone. Hello, Crystal. So, can you tell us a bit about the situation of how unused medicine is disposed of in Hong Kong? Do people just throw them away into the bin? What do they do? I mean, currently in Hong Kong, we don't really have like a set of standard or rules of you know ways to for people to dispose their unwanted or expired medicines. We don't have like a standard procedures. Usually, um, we actually had a survey conducted today, um, this year, and you're asking people how do they deal with unwanted medicines, what are their views on them, and majority on the people reflected on the surface to say that they usually either flush the medicine down the toilet or they just throw it in the bin because um, even though they know it could potentially um, pollute their environment, but they just ha- doesn't have like a way to do it right now. So mm-hmm. that's the only choices that they have. Can I just ask why can't we just toss these medicine into the bin or flush it down the toilet? Um, because um, we actually uh, one of the advisors that we worked with this year is from a local university in Hong Kong. He conducted a research back in two thousand and nineteen, which you know, um, tested rivers globally, especially in Hong Kong. He found that there are drug pollutions in two of the main rivers. That means that have been tested over 34 types of medicines and mainly, you know, paracetamols or antibiotics. So in the mm. river, when it's in the river, it's actually affecting um, the whole ecosystem because it will affect the growth and the behaviors of the animals and plants. And potentially if, mm-hmm. you know, the fish or the seafood that we love to eat, you know, in Hong Kong, and when we consume the seafood, we actually, because ca- they carry the medicines already, then we actually mm-hmm. consume the medicine ourselves, which ultimately could lead to the idea of super drug. Super drug is when a people cannot get you know treated by certain antibiotics already because we've been consuming the antibiotics from you know the food chain mm, so basically because we are so used to the antibiotics we get resistant to it yes yeah, like a resistant that's why the un has actually you know in different countries in the world the un has actually um have been sending out you know warnings about the super drugs 
I see, I see. So that's why we can't put it down the toilet or into the bin. Yeah, in the bin, then it could potentially um, contaminate the soil, which then can be leaked out, you know, the whole landfill, which could mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. affect, you know, plant growth. I see. So talking about the university research that you just mentioned, do we know how does Hong Kong rate compare to all the other rivers in the world? I think one of the river from Hong Kong is the winner of the research, but that is not great because what does it mean to be the winner is that we actually have the most um, tested medicine from the rivers. Yeah, and most polluted by medicine. Yes, it's not something we should be happy about. Yeah. So tell me more about this program that you're running. I see that you mentioned recycling and collection. So I was wondering if these medicine will um, turn into something else, so being recycled, or how are they treated after they are collected? Um, so in Hong Kong, all like for our project is currently we are not recycling, as in we're not taking the unwanted drug and then pass it on to someone else or turn them into something else because um, this practice involves different um, department or involve a lot of you know rules and le legislations in which is going to take time to deal with or mm -hmm. currently not going to possible because it is something you know that we put in the mouth is something we consume and it is medicine so their standards are much higher than we're just collecting it so after the collections, we will um, send it to organization where, where they have the license, like the chemical waste license. Then mm -hmm. they will burn the medicines with a high degree of like temperature. And mm -hmm. after they burning the medicines, um, we've been asking, oh, if they burn the medicine, will it gonna be you know lead to any air pollutions? But um, the professor mentioned that because they have been burned in such high temperature, the chemicals that released back in the air is certainly much lower than were just, you know, tossed it in the bin or flushed it down the toilets. I see. So that's similar to how medical waste is being disposed of in hospitals, right? Yes, yes. That's the same, same idea, but we're focusing on, you know, like household medicines. Mm-hmm. So this is the second year of this program. So what are the feedbacks of Hong Kong citizens in these two years? Um, they have been positive <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because um, we've been receiving calls, emails, and you know comments on Facebook saying that um, the public actually think that there's a need for this project. And they say, oh, we have tons of medicine at home. and only once a year for a whole month is not enough. But then, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I like to thank them for their support and thanks them for their, um, you know, passionate about, you know, um, unwanted drugs um, collections. But we are actually an NGO. We are are the members of volunteers. We, we can only um, do it for a whole month because it actually takes up a lot of time, whether it's for logistics, on disposing the boxes, collecting the unwanted drugs, or their collaboration with different organizations. We all have to handle these things outside of our office hours, or mm -hmm. we can only do it during the weekend. So 
even just for a month and once a year have been a bit challenging for us at the moment but we still decided to continue this year because we know that there's a need in the society and we want to create you know an impact and want to pr pr provide it a way for people to um to those who want to um collect um recycled or dispose their drugs properly in a more environment friendly way I see, I see. So that must be very hard for you guys having so many collection points and all volunteers working and giving out their time to help with this program. So how can we make it easier for you? Is there anything we should do before we put our medicine into your disposal boxes? Um, certainly, <laughs> but um, luckily the, uh, this year we actually have more pharmacists working with us, even like a franchise and company. So the pharmacists, mm -hmm. you know, have a look at the medicines or checked on them before putting in the boxes, that which is going to be easier for the pharmacist who's going to do like a data analysis to check on the medicines. But for areas that we don't have like a pharmacist in, for example, like a like a building security community center, community centers. So um, I think that for those who are interested, they could at home they can check on the medicines, um, make sure they are you know in good conditions, like they're not wet or they're not scorched, and mm -hmm. they can stay in a package. Um, doesn't have to uh, pop out <laughs> one at a time because that would be time consuming. And if everything, if all the you know pills may pot out, mixing all together, that will be harder for the pharmacist to analyze because it looks so similar. So if we mm -hmm. keep it in the same field, at the back is actually say the name of the pills, types, and dosage. These are the information that we want. They yeah. can take yeah. it yeah, from the box. Because we want them to actually, because we actually recycle the boxes too, like like the cardboard box. Mm, and oh, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah because it, it, we don't want to just burn everything because we know that the cardboard boxes can be recycled too. So if at home they could help us is take out from the box and mm -hmm. then put it in like a bag mm -hmm. or how they, you know, put it in a and wrapped everything up. Please do not dispose any liquid uh, medicine of, of any kind or like cream or powder because the box that we um for the collection box is actually made with um recycled material, so it's a cardboard. Because after the campaign and after the whole month, like last year, we will recycle the boxes too. So we want to keep them in, you know, a recyclable conditions because mm. otherwise they get wet and dirty then. Um, a lot of places won't let us recycle them. Sometimes when you get the medicine from the doctors, they could potentially be, you know, personal details. They can just um, press out the name instead mm -hmm. of um, taking off the whole label because sometimes on the label is actually say, what kind of medicine is it? Uh, what are the dosage? And when is it expired? Uh, these are key informations for mm -hmm. our data analysis. So Please keep that if possible, but um, you can just cross out the name or some people also mention that, oh, they, I forgot to cross out the name, but don't worry because all the personal details will be keep um, confidentials. We're not going to 
like check on <laughs> this. So don't worry about that. Mm. So is there any medicine that you don't collect other than you know it being liquid powder or cream? Um, yes, um, at the moment, um, we're not collecting any dangerous drugs that's including um, morphine or stimulant or hypnotics or sedatives. Because they have been like as more stricter rules and laws and legislation in Hong Kong. So we're because of the laws, so we're not collecting them. I see, I see. So that brings me to the next question. So where can we find these boxes? Uh, we actually have more, as mentioned previously, we have more than 200 location points this year. And we try every year we're trying to have, you know, more public location as possible, as in, you know, in any area that people can walk in instead of just household buildings and stuff. So this year we actually have a um, list on Facebook. For a whole eighteen, you know, districts. Yeah, districts. Mm, we haven't had um, collections points. Some of them are restricted to residents only, but um, there are definitely collections points nearby. For example, if you lived in Tumun, there will be public um, collection points in Yunlong, which is I know not exactly where you live, but it may be something like nearby, or maybe you can take it to Kowloon District, where you're at work, etc. Even in um, Trungkwan Aru or in Tongchong, which is the <laughs> off-bars points, we have a location, a collection location points too. And um, all the information can be found on Facebook. And we actually have, we've been collaborating with one um, website and they actually created a map for us. So if you type in like keywords, um, for example, drugs or medicines or pills, it will pop up all our locations where mm -hmm. it's open for public. So we're trying to make it more convenient to the community as possible. I see. So what's the Facebook page? And there's this website that has a map. Can you share with us the website? Sure. Um, so it's facebook.com slash jcitps dot pills. <laughs> ah, so that's your Facebook. Yes. And the link to the map is on the Facebook too. Ah, so that's very convenient. Yes. Yeah, so we're trying to keep everything, you know, easy to search online as possible. Hmm. So if trash talkers are interested, you can just search the Facebook. So one last question. You mentioned about the hard work and all the volunteers are doing for this program, and it can only last one month per year. And I know that this week is actually the last week of this program. So what should people do if they want to dispose of medicine after your program? What is the safest and best way to dispose of medicine other than this program? Mm, other than us? At the moment, um, they can save it for next year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because we are planning to continue to um, work on this project next year as well. But we are definitely trying to make it 
even more convenient for example we're still i'm thinking the directions of how this project is gonna be like next year but um in you know if cannot be waited for another year um mm -hmm. we can maybe um have a look because in taiwan they actually have like a procedure of how to recycle unwanted drugs which is um if you have powder put them in like a bag or put the pills in like a plastic bottles and uh, add uh. tea leaves mm -hmm. yes like the tea leaf that or coffee powder that we after we drank them mm -hmm. put it, mix them with the pills or even the liquid medicines mm -hmm. and then sealed the bottle or the plastic bag mm -hmm. and then they can put it in their bin and they can for the sometimes they have like a little glass container or plastic container they can just wash them out yeah that's so, how they do it in Taiwan ah okay so I guess the other way is to our trash talk listeners can just join as your volunteer and so you have more manpower and you can do it all year round that will be great <laughs> awesome yeah so they can contact you at JCITPS? Yes, feel free. We have, um, just now we mentioned we have a Facebook page for our um, campaign. We also have a Facebook page for our chapter, which is facebook.com slash TPSJC. And you mm -hmm. can inbox us or, you know, email us. <laughs> there will be, um, we'll be checking on the messages. So Trash Talk listeners, if you want to clear out your old unused medicine or you just want to help out in the collection, you can check out the JCITPS Facebook page. So that's facebook.com slash JCITPS.pills. Is that right? Yes, that's the page for the pills. Mm -hmm. The page of the chapter, which is our organization, is facebook.com slash tpsjc so the other way around <laughs> i see and so yeah trash talkers check out their facebook page to look for the nearest collection point for you because not only do you get to clear out unused medicine you also make sure that they don't end up in our waters and rivers thank you so much michelle for coming on and speaking with us thank you for inviting me on your show and it's been a nice talk to you You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Crystal Wu this week stepping in for Marcy Trentlong. And this week, Ma, um, this week, uh, Crystal spoke with Michelle Yu from the Junior Chamber International Taiping Shan to talk about ways, uh, to talk about, uh, medicine collection, their medicine collection program, which aims to reduce water and soil pollution from medicine and 